Hello, sound seekers. Welcome to Sound for Thought. One of the great things about producing a podcast is that I have an ongoing excuse to catch up with old friends. All I have to do is call it a podcast interview and schedule it, record it, and release it. This episode is a prime example of such an instance. I am absolutely thrilled to share with you a recent conversation that I had with Eugene Chang, otherwise known as Red Sea Turtle. Good friend of the show, Aiden Danzi, also joined this conversation, also known as the Judd Zingle Project from episode one and frequent editor of this podcast. The three of us go way back. We were actually in a band together in college, and you'll hear a few fun stories about that during the episode. We also chatted about how to find songwriting inspiration during the quarantine, the creation process for EDM, Future Bass, the IV music scene, the OC music scene, the San Jose music scene, and the great SoundCloud apocalypse. Also, a bunch of other things, so stay tuned. I'm proud to be the first person to officially announce Red Sea Turtles' release date for new music coming soon to a streaming platform near you on October 20th, 2020, so everyone go mark your calendars. Follow Red Sea Turtle on SoundCloud and Instagram, and while you're at it, go ahead and follow Redefining Records on Instagram if you haven't already, and absolutely go follow this podcast on Spotify if you haven't. But I'm sure you've all already done all of those things because you're all loyal and great people, and I love all of you equally. Anyway, here's some Red Sea Turtle noises. Stay tuned for the interview. It's a good one.
still have no idea what this is, but oh, hello. What? You don't have any idea what what is? <laughs> or what this is going to be. What this show is? I do. I've listened, but like, you interview musicians. You're a musician. Hmm. Question mark? Liberal usage of that term, but sure. What would you call yourself? I'm a content writer at a tech company who makes music on the side. Hey, hey, you're more than what you do, Eugene. You're more than what you do. Oh, thank you. That job is what you do. It's not who you are. I'm also a content writer at a tech company. Okay. I mean, that's, that's kind of cool. Can you say what tech company or is that top secret? No, no. You can find it on my LinkedIn. It's, a, it's called Tonal. We make fitness equipment. We're going to beat Peloton eventually, and I'm getting laid off in three months. Good shit. Oh, no. Oh, well, you sound very supportive. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, it's good. I, I've internalized all the feelings about it already, so I'm like okay with it. But yeah, my a lot of people are getting the axe, so it's kind of like there's like a little support group going on, you know. It's not the worst. I don't feel left out. Are you uh are you like for sure getting laid off? Is that like a is that a thing that's like for sure happening? It's, it's like I'm it's like 99% happening. Yeah. Uh obviously if the corona situation improves, things might change, but yeah, but I, I guess I'm not getting laid off per se. I'm getting relocated, and I am not going to relocate because I don't want to gotcha. go to Toronto. Oh, <laughs> Toronto. Cold up there. What do you have against Canada? <laughs> I do. Oh, right. Watch, what, right. You, watch uh, what you say. Watch watch what you say. Dude, they're just too good for me. I would feel inferior when I'm over there, you know what I mean? I've met so God many Canadians right are just outstanding people. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh man! Well, uh, you you have three months, yeah. Yeah, August first. Nice. Well, uh, you also have more time for music after that, I would assume. Here and there. Was that music making? Because yeah. music that making. Was, yes, yes, I agree. I do. So, so that's pretty. Sweet, how though. do you guys? How do you guys like get inspired to to write shit when you can't go outside? Hey, this is supposed to be an interview about you. It, why is it? I I'm curious because you're a very talented person and uh, you're interesting to talk to. Okay, let me ask you this question first, and then I'll tell you. I'll tell you how I feel about it. Okay, okay. We'll All go right. around the table. Yeah. Wait, ask the question again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, how do you guys get inspired to write shit when you're like? When you can't go outside, can't get in contact with people and different things, and it's just the same room every day. I'll go first. For Do me, um, I am, and I think I've talked about this with a few people, but like some other musicians, I'm always backlogged on music. Like mm. I'm writing about stuff that happened like years ago, and like I come up with the ideas for a song or I know a certain topic I want to write about and it just sits with me or it sits in my notes or my memos for a long time before it becomes a real song. So for me, I don't really have an issue with that just because I'm so backlogged that I still am trying to catch up. Mm, I see. Makes sense. Aiden. And uh, I don't know for me, like I feel like I'm like more inspired to, write stuff and make music now just because we do have this like kind of solitude that 
everyone has to go through and it's just like an excuse to uh stay home and make things however i do understand you guys saying that like you know your experiences are kind of limited right now Mm -hmm. due to you know staying at home and not seeing too many people but uh and I have to, I have to agree with, yeah, with what like Schultz said about, for me, at least like when it comes to writing lyrics, like that just takes a long time for me. So things that I started a while ago, I'm just always continuing um, to write those, to write those songs. And like, like thematically, it's like, I've picked a theme a while ago that I'm still like trying to, you know, write Right. write lyrics to um right. but i don't know i i like the uh personally like obviously there's a lot of uh cons to the staying at home right now however i kind of like i kind of enjoy being at home and like i said i kind of like the solitude that's what i have to say about that <laughs> gotcha thank thank you thank you aiden <laughs> You're welcome. I'd like to add on because there's also like, um, obviously we're stuck at home, so you're not getting the usual experiences that you usually write about, but that's not to say that there isn't a lot of stuff going on. I mean, there's a crazy thing going on. Of course we can't all write. I mean, a lot of people are writing about it and, and making songs about it. And there's probably going to be a million of the same songs out about coronavirus and there already is but mm-hmm. that being said this is a very interesting time and a, an interesting experience to think about and possibly formulate into some sort of art and right. now let's hear uh eugene follow up on that question uh, all right okay, you guys give such good answers i'm just gonna be like uh. yes <laughs> no, but, i don't know uh, if my answer was really good but <laughs> no no it was great it was great but um, yeah. So I think so. So I guess a bit of background: Andrew and and Aiden. I never call you Andrew. Schultz and Aiden. <laughs> you, you guys both could. No, I'm never calling you Andrew. That's just that's just weird. But Schultz and Aiden, you guys both play play an instrument, and you guys can sing, and you guys know how to write lyrics. I kind can of. play the piano and do stuff on a computer. Um, it's. So for me, it's, I do have a backlog like that, but my backlog is like melodies and like different sounds I want to try out and like mm-hmm. different like acapellas I want to remix. Um, Hell yeah. So, it, yeah, so I think, and I think you see this a lot with like a lot of EDM artists and why like EDM is like kind of talked very lowly in a lot of circles because there's not that like type of songwriting or passion that you see like it, even in like, the very early careers of other artists and other genres, it's like you're spending so long learning how to produce and how to make like something that sounds cool and like is danceable that that your songwriting skills are really in the background for a while. So I feel like, especially because, you know, I'm still pretty early in like learning about all this shit. Um, when I don't, you know, get to see a live show, when I don't get to like, like experience all this new music and new mixes out of there, it's hard for me to kind of get that inspiration because right now it's just like, you know, YouTube tutorials and then, oh, like yeah. stuff on Spotify. Yeah, but that's not replicating like the actual live dance music experience, which is what these songs are made for, right? So yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a challenge. That's interesting. I feel like it's kind of a genre-based thing when you say it's like 
with uh, those more, you know, dancey EDM stuff. It's so heavily based in like the live aspect of it mm-hmm. that, yeah, I, I never really thought of that. Like if you're not really going to shows, it's hard to uh, stay inspired in that. In yeah, that I mindset. no, definitely. I, I really want to just like sit with a guitar and like, you know, just start writing shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I really wish I did. But um, yeah, it's just not the same type of like creation process as when you like sit down your computer, open up Ableton and you're like, all right, let me produce something, produce what, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like I have to make the instrument before I even start playing with it. Yeah. I, I can, I feel like I can totally relate to that just in the sense of getting too caught up in the like production and mixing of like a song as opposed to like the songwriting, because personally my like songwriting and um, like production and mixing kind of go, hand in hand it's not like i necessarily write a complete song right you know come up with all of the instrumentals to it and then transfer into a mixing stage where i'm just like completely Mm -hmm. done with the instrumentals it kind of like goes back and forth but i i can totally relate to you saying that like sometimes i have to step back from trying to make something sound perfect and just Mm -hmm. focus on like the format of the song and right right you know more of like the songwriting as opposed to the production but yeah that's interesting what you said about the uh not being able to go to live performances i feel like that it kind of within your genre would be challenging finding inspiration yeah kind of sucks yeah and everybody's process is different i mean even regardless of genre, there's differences between making different types of music, but even two people making the same type of music have a different process and need need different mm-hmm. inputs, whether it be seeing live shows or seeing tutorials or whatever gets their juices flowing. You know, it's kind of different for everyone. Yeah, but um, definitely. I'm curious, um, one topic we always hit on this, so you, this is for Eugene, is to learn about how you got into music. You're a Ooh. piano player. You're, you're trained at least somewhat, um, but you also <laughs> mentioned during that spiel that you only got into you know electronic music somewhat more recently. So now's mm-hmm. the you do a little storytelling part now and give us a background on like your childhood with music and then when you got into the music that you're into right now. Gotcha. Oh, this is my favorite part of the podcast. All right, so I I was born in. I'm kidding. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, so. In high school, I listened primarily to, like, hip-hop, and I had very little interest in dance music. All I knew was, like, Avicii levels. That's the extent of my, like, dance music knowledge. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I was uh, uh, I learned piano as a kid because I'm Asian, and just, that's just what we do. And I didn't yes. want to play <laughs> piano. <laughs> Shows that I, I can relate, yes. <laughs> but um, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I didn't, I hated playing piano. And then so I quit piano lessons. And then like a few years later, near the end of high school, and I was like, wait, piano is actually kind of dope. But by the time I like, was like, not, you know, I wasn't practiced enough, but I still knew like the basics. So I started playing by myself. And then, uh, yeah, and then I guess how that kind of converged was like, sometime during college well, was two things. One, um, uh, can we talk about drugs on this podcast? 
Absolutely. Yeah. All right. It. I did a lot of I did a lot of the weed, the marijuana <laughs> in freshman year of college. And oh my like, gosh. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, Karen. But um, <laughs> yeah. And then I did a lot of that, and I listened to a lot of Flume and a bunch of other like <laughs> at the time exper- experimental wonky future bass shit. And I was like, wow, this sounds super cool. Also, I'm really fucking high. That's crazy. Um, apart- I actually had a phase in freshman year where I was like super inspired by like people like Flume, but also people like James Blake. Um, who I just yeah. had like really interesting sounds and also was like very kind of piano chord based. I had a phase where yeah. I, I told my girlfriend at the time, I think I'm just going to drop out of school and play piano. And then she was like, okay. And then a week later <laughs> she was like, so how are you going to like make that a career? And I was just like, you're right. I don't know how. So I stopped with that dream. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I still played, you know, and then it was uh, basically when was it, I think I don't I forgot who hit me up. Was it Harlan? I think Harlan was my intro to, to Frisian, I think. Uh yeah, but that, that was sounds right. That, right. I think yo, know, I, I was really drunk one time and I just I, I just told him at a show, hey, you guys need a keyboard player, let me know. And somehow you guys did. Man. From there. So I know, yeah, at Jack Johnson's house too. Yeah. So from there, that was when I started playing actually. But then that also gave me a lot of like, so from there, I like realized how fun it was to actually play live. And I was producing on the side, starting to produce like a little bit of electronic music. But then I finally realized like why I wanted to produce EDM was that like I can play it live and I can see people pop off and shit, um, yeah. which is also why I got into DJing in college and all of that shit. Um, yeah. So I would say I, would, I didn't really start producing electronic music until like, Honestly, like junior year of college, so what, four years ago, dude? That's four years Man. ago. Oh my god, that's awesome. I have a, I have a question. What type of, uh, what, like, what specific, uh, type of electronic music do you want to produce, and what inspires you? So, at this uh, right now, like you know, you have your like kind of your guilty pleasure stuff that you make where it's kind of easy to make but you just like it's just nice so yeah, yeah my genre my subgenre for that would be like future bass um which is a little overplayed now and kind of starting to lose its appeal i don't know if you guys listen to a lot of future bass can you give some examples yeah so um uh so flume is one but he's kind of like transcendent genre so he's a little above that stuff like uh lewis to child a few like a few, maybe like some Zed singles. Um, that's all like very. That's like the worst of future bass, I would say. But <laughs> that's a sound where it's like super like heavy saw chords or like a super light, fun, poppy type of vibe. Yeah. Very cute or very emotional. It depends. Yeah, gotcha. that type of stuff is pretty easy to make as far as sound design goes. So I gravitate towards that. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I've been trying out a bit of everything, a little bit of house, a little bit of techno, tech house. But yeah, mostly future based. I think I think that's still what like gets me. Um, nice, kind of fucked me up a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. That's rad. And a little backstory for everybody listening. Um, a couple minutes ago, he not a couple minutes, like one minute ago, he mentioned Frisian. That was our old band in IV. The three of us were in a band together. I guess four yeah. years ago. Sounds like. That sounds like a long time ago now. Four but, years uh, we ago. Went to UC- yeah. <laughs> four years. 
It was not four years. Yeah. Bro, it was four years. Dude, we were, we were oh. two years out of college. I guess the yeah, start was, of it was four years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's true. I, I thought <laughs> you meant like fun, the dude. last time we played was four years ago. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not the last time we played. Maybe the first time we played. The first time, yeah. And then also yeah. he mentioned Jack Johnson house. That was, we lived in IV. There's a house in IV that's known as the Jack Johnson house because Jack Johnson went to Santa Barbara and he used to live in this house. So, Oh yeah. Backstory, baby. Backstory, Welcome. baby. I know I still have the, uh, I still have the Frisian battle, the bands poster, uh, on my wall. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That, and also, um, sorry, go ahead. I believe Schultz and I, uh, Three hours away because we lost <laughs> in protest. One <laughs> in protest and, and two because they spelled they spelled our name wrong. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 That's hilarious. Well, here's a fun question that I like to ask everybody on the topic of of IV and, and Santa Barbara. Anybody who used to live there, I like to hear you describe IV in your own terms. Oh no! Oh no! Describe IV. Uh, it's, uh, okay, I can't say paradise on earth because everyone says that, but, uh, dude, I don't know. It was like, you know, like, I, okay, I've never seen Alice and Allison in Wonderland, but I imagine like, that's what it, that's what the movie was about. You go into some weird fucking place. Um, and then you're just like, whoa, dude. Yeah. It fucked me up. Um, lots of. It, I, I think it's like it brings out the best and worst in people, but I, I would say more of the best because you just have everyone. I don't know. It's like the only place where you can have everyone that's your age doing the same thing. You could do, yeah. you could literally do whatever you want in Ivy. That's yeah. what it felt like at least. And then you like enter the real world and then like, yeah. fuck. I feel like there's like a niche for everyone there, you know, like whatever you're into, there's like, there's some sort of, uh, niche group for it but uh i think it was especially just awesome for music you know there was so many bands Dude, that's that's one thing i, so I definitely good. miss um whether whether they were good or good or bad you know it's like i i appreciate the hustle of everyone doing it and uh it was mm-hmm. awesome to just go check out shows every weekend you know yeah Absolutely. how's the how's the scene in oc <laughs> i mean right now it's not existent. <laughs> raging right now. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the clubs here, are, uh, yeah, the the venues are popping right now. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to. When was the last time we spoke, Eugene? I'm not sure. But recently, I moved um, to Costa Mesa, and uh, mm-hmm. before quarantine started, I was just checking out a bunch of different venues and. I would say like the, I don't know, Schultz, you can uh, back me up on this, but I'd say the kind of OC scene in terms of music is pretty primarily based in Costa Mesa and Huntington Beach, right? I'd say like most of the popular venues are, you know, right around our territory. And I think there's a lot of uh, up and coming, at least like, indie rock artists that are you know starting to perform at the observatory and the wayfair and and all of those when you say 
Yes, I, I would definitely uh, confirm that. I mean, I think the observatory is by and large the biggest venue for concerts in OC. And a lot of people see shows there and it's kind of cool because they have two stages. They have like a smaller stage um, and a side room. So there are like some smaller bands that get to play there as well as like big time artists. So that kind of makes that venue like the the favorite of most people around here. And then I only just discovered the Wayfair within this like last year, thanks to Aiden. And that's a really cool venue too. So there's definitely a scene. Um, there's a couple of places like that, that there's some bands playing, but there's not as many house shows, obviously it's not, it's like a yeah. suburban area. So there's not a mm-hmm. lot of like, it's not, it's not similar to what you'd get in IV, but it is strong in its own way. However, I, I have to say like, uh, Costa Mesa, it's strange. Like Costa Mesa is kind of split between one big residential area and one big, industrial area and uh mm-hmm. just driving yeah. around or walking around i do from time to time i do hear people wailing on drums and instruments in these random industrial you know warehouses you know and and it's pretty awesome to hear you know um that's cool nice there's the space to do it you know um, yeah. which is pretty rad good to hear Dude, I went to a, I went to a, like, a underground, like, techno rave type of thing, oh, like, a month before quarantine hit, and, like, <laughs> yeah, it took me back. That, to, are you saying, oh, yeah, a month before, I mean, yesterday, I mean, a month before. <laughs> dude, 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 I wish, <laughs> I fucking wish. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, like, in San Jose, just, like, in, like, there's one of those industrial areas, too, but, like, someone just took, like, it, it looks like one of those, like, storage like spaces but like really big and someone decked yeah. it out with like a fucking like strobe lights and there was like people playing like just like really like deep ass techno until like 4 a.m and then Damn. people asking me for molly everywhere it was great and then the <laughs> cops showed up and then like a squad of like 20 cars showed up uh and they were just like leave now or you get arrested all that shit and so we dipped and then we got some tacos and like <laughs> that was the most iv experience i've had outside of ivy dude outside. it took me back so hard yeah i wish i wish we got that again yeah yeah that's that's cool that seems like a i feel like those uh deep deep house or techno clubs are probably uh pretty gnarly up in your neck of the woods in san jose and san francisco it honestly i feel like i feel like it could be better we have a lot of uh you know i'm not to say i'm better in terms of music taste, I'm not, but we have a lot of basic ass motherfuckers <laughs> here. And uh, so yeah. the club music is mostly like very standard, either like ratchet hip hop or like very standard yeah. EDM. But yeah, one thing that's interesting though, is that I think compared to maybe like the genres that you guys play and what you guys see, like I think most of the, like, I guess coming up or blowing up for, for like EDM artists, especially in the Bay comes from like online, like, you know, like SoundCloud before SoundCloud got whack. And then now you can yeah. post on Spotify now, but yeah, so it, it's, it's through that. So there's like people that like, I'm like friends are friends with, or just people like in that type of circle who are like very um, like cut from the same cloth as me. So basically like a basic Asian boy who went to a, a <laughs> prestigious high school, stuff like that. Computer science majors, they posted their mixes on SoundCloud and now they're opening for like bigger artists at like, like, like actual nightclubs. Um, yeah. And yeah, like that's how a lot of them get started, I think, versus like, you know, playing local shows. It's like, you know, you blow up on SoundCloud 
and then you you like open for artists here. So yeah, it's different. That's crazy. Interesting. That's awesome. That's a good uh, that's a good segue because I wanted to talk about SoundCloud with you because it's oh, not boy. something. Yeah, well, it's like it's like you just mentioned. Like it's more for your style of music, your genres. You know, electronic EDM, mm-hmm. even some hip hop. Obviously, people know, but I don't use it that much. You just said. Well, first, I'd like to dis- address the fact that you just said SoundCloud got whack. What do you mean yeah. by that? So there is a great big SoundCloud apocalypse sometime during the near the end of college where. Do you, know, you know SoundCloud Go, right? No. SoundCloud Premium? Go? Whatever the fuck? I don't know what it's called. It's but yeah, just, it's, okay. a SoundCloud- it's a premium version. Right, right. The premium version of it. And then, um, okay. so now, so they, they started having ads and it would be like ads every like two, three songs. Um, like worse than Spotify ads. But the thing is, because, because SoundCloud Premium started existing, all the established artists started taking their stuff off SoundCloud and putting it on SoundCloud premium. So a bunch of songs that blew up on SoundCloud originally, they're now like, like paywall songs. So a lot of people mm. like were really mad about that. But also the fact that like you're paying for SoundCloud, which is not a good service already. Like it's free, <laughs> but like it's, yeah. it streams like 128 kilobytes per second, I think or something like that. It's like not good. So no yeah. one wanted to pay for it. And then Spotify started letting people upload like, like even if you didn't like go through all the shit you had to before so people just started yeah people just started like kind of not really using it but back i I would say like yeah during our college years it was like the resource for if you want to find like some really sick like bootleg of a certain remix or whatever yeah just like from this one small artist that you can't find anywhere else like i have so many songs in my library that like aren't like songs on spotify and never will be because they're like i guess illegal in a sense but yeah, that so that's gone and that's pretty sad. That's pretty cool that though. It's definitely like a a niche uh, streaming platform for sure. And and I feel feel you like every once in a while I go onto SoundCloud and I do find these wild remixes of songs that I'm like, oh man, this is so sick. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, I, I wish I could add this to my Spotify playlist. <laughs> right? Yeah, guess, exactly. Yes, I'm just not gonna listen to this ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so man. how do you go about finding music on soundcloud i'm kind of curious about that at least back when it was more popular i know mm-hmm. like my ways of discovering music and they're mostly centric to spotify and soundcloud's like a whole different setup so you used to write those articles of searching through soundcloud and i thought that was so crazy that you found really cool kind of unknown artists how did you go about doing that so um yeah so uh so the title scrolling through soundcloud so that's literally what i did i scrolled through soundcloud but the the, <laughs> kind of, the background to kind of having informed decisions basically was one uh following artists that i not only i like but i also respect as like tastemakers because back when soundcloud was super popping artists would like uh was it repost or reblog i don't remember but they would like repost songs from like just just random shit they see, you know, yeah. and you kind of get into that network of like, oh, this artist like this artist's stuff, and then like, and then like kind of this artist likes all these different things, blah, blah blah. But then, you know, since these artists are also like just getting a lot of demos, sometimes they would post up that's like super obscure or out there, and you just see it because it shows up in your feed. You're like, oh, this is pretty interesting. But um, yeah, it took a lot. I would say like for every. 
50 songs that were trash, I found like one good song. Mm. Yeah. So I like, especially back when I like did music journalism, like as a thing, I probably went through SoundCloud and just scrolled like probably like an hour a day, I think. And just like kept yeah. listening, kept listening. until so I found something that was decent. Went to the artist's page. Damn. Oh, he has only one decent song. Everything else sucks. Okay, never mind. I keep going, keep going. Yeah. That's interesting how like, yeah, they have the like the reposting uh, mm-hmm. kind of aspect to SoundCloud. I think that is kind of the crutch of what was going on there. I mean, like on Spotify, you get that a little bit and just that artist pages can have like a playlist playlist, link to their page yeah Yeah, so like you could add you could have your own playlist link to your page with some other favorites of yours but i feel Mm -hmm. like it doesn't facilitate kind of the randomness that you got from soundcloud because it's a little more focused yeah it it was so random and um do you guys do you guys see like on spotify how you can see how other what others are playing at the at the moment do you guys have that too yes on if you're on a laptop yeah or a computer not on a phone do you guys get that with artists you follow too or no uh no just just from what i know it's just the people that i'm i'm following like like just the uh just my spotify friends or whatever i see there i see what they're listening to all right so here's a secret hack i guess uh, i guess before i knew that following a, an artist's like actual profile and then their personal one was different I accidentally followed a bunch of their personal profiles. So I, I see, I just see right now, like what a bunch of like actual artists are playing on a given day. It's like kind of wild. That's cool. That is but cool. Yeah. That's, that's how I kind of get a lot of songs nowadays. Cause it's, you know, just this, this DJ is playing this song. Oh, what is he listening to? And sometimes like, it's really interesting what they actually listen to. Cause it's like yeah. not DJ yeah. music. How do you stumble across those personal profiles though? I'm curious. I did on accident. I don't, I don't know, honestly. I think... Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I know if like if it's not a huge artist, if it's kind of like a medium-sized artist, a lot of times if you go to their like linked playlist, a lot of times that playlist will have been created by their personal account. God. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that sometimes. So you can, you can check that way and find some stuff. Huh. Yeah, I guess yeah, because they're 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 considered my friend in the friend activity thing, so that makes sense. That's cool. Uh, like for example, I'm looking at it right now. Lewis the Child uh, played Mr. Lucky by Henry Mancini 17 hours ago. Wow. Dang. Listen to Henry Mancini. Okay, all right. <laughs> I have to say, I I love that future of Spotify being able to see what your friends are listening to. At least, yeah, when, yeah, when I'm on my uh, computer. Because I, I, I find things too, like, not going to lie, Schultz, I, I creep on what you're listening to and I I, 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 always, know, so. I always know it's something dank and that, then I click on it and then <laughs> I uh, pretend that I discovered it myself. <laughs> Schultz is like, I do <laughs> not do it the same. <laughs> and, then, and then I tell my roommates, I'm like, oh man, look what I, I went on a deep dive <laughs> on Spotify and found this obscure artist. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, uh, not too long ago, I I literally made an effort to like go through who I was following just to be more particular about who I was gonna see and what they were listening to. I was like, I need to make sure mm. I'm following all my friends who are like into good music so that I can steal <laughs> stuff from them. <laughs> Wait, but that's that's also like that's pretty extreme. You're so you're unfollowing people <laughs> because they might be your friend, but they might just not have. 
similar taste in music and you're like, nope, not for me, unfollow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, it makes sense. It makes sense. This, isn't, this isn't Facebook or Instagram. This is not a friend thing. This is a music thing. No, that is true. That is true. I get that. Yeah, I thought about that for a while. I was like, I remember if there was a lot of people I did follow that I was like, I'd see it. And then one day I was, I just cracked. I was like, you know what? I don't need to see that. I don't like that music. Despacito again? I, I've had enough. <laughs> and there's it. nothing better than catching a buddy of yours listening to something super weird. I know. And like sending him a Snapchat. I know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have like artists you're like, kind of you're like kind of embarrassed to have other people see you listen to them so much 100 percent. yeah i'm going to go spotify right now well you know i talk this is a question i ask if you, you know quite often on the show is like guilty listening pleasures yeah um <laughs> so i've thought about it and just the more i talk to people about it the less embarrassed i get of what i used to be embarrassed of so mm-hmm. I think I probably have things that could fall into that category, but I'm like not really embarrassed about them anymore. Cause we all have them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I've like lately just been getting more open about just like good music can come in so many different forms and genres that just because mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't sound cool to people who are into like indie underground stuff. Doesn't mean it's not good. So I think the answer, the short answer is yes. Let's hear it. And uh, well, you, with <laughs> your Spotify, you're party. ready. Why don't you? You always, you always ask this question, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious, and I, and I listen, and I'm, I'm curious what your, uh, your guilty pleasures are. I don't even. That's what I'm saying. Is like I don't even know what to consider guilty, but I guess this is. I can think of some stuff that fit the mold, and that would be. Definitely once in a while I go back and throw on American Idiot uh, by Green Day. I do that like every couple months. Every couple months I'll throw that album on just to revisit. Just Um, in the shower. Yeah, yeah. I really love some Black Eyed Peas from time to time, some LMFAO, some like seventh grade middle school dance music. Oh, yeah. I still can get down to that. Um. I mean, there's some there's some music that I like that I don't even want to say in this category because I actually respect and like really like certain like pop artists and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I think people probably don't expect me to like pop music as I much as I do. It. But I, you know, like the new Dua Lipa album is fire. Oh my I like god, Tovalo. I oh like my god, Lady, I like Lady Gaga. Like, there's Excuse some. Excuse me. So. And that's why I don't even want to say I'm guilty of it because, like, I actually think there's some really good music by those artists. So uh, mm-hmm. that'll that'll be my two cents. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it definitely doesn't have to be bad. It's just like you know, overplayed. And I think it's something that like your friends would call you out on this, like, dude, again, yeah, yeah. like, come on, yeah, let me, let me like this stuff, yeah, or unexpected, yeah. yeah what about definitely. you? What about you, Eugene? What do you got? Um, I, I don't know if if I told you guys how much I. I like Porter, but Porter Robinson, yeah. thousand yeah. percent. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it's kind okay. of it, it's it's only embarrassing for me. Maybe this is my problem. It's embarrassing because I, I was so obsessed with him that like I would just be watching his like like uh like live videos of his like of his sets like all the time to the point where I could like tell you oh at this minute he plays this song and he does this thing for this specific show 
Um, so what you're yeah. saying is that you were physically attracted to him. <laughs> I, I, dude, not gonna lie. Hey, he can get it. I'm just saying. Um, no, we had to, I had this discussion too with my, with many people, including my girlfriend. If he offered to have me suck his, suck him, suck, suck, uh, can I even, yeah, and I would do it. Hey, I would hey, do say it for, it for the clout. Say the word. Suck his penis. I would do it for the clout and also because, like, touching a god, you know. So, what, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, so it's mainly just him. Have you guys wow. listened to his uh, his new stuff, by the way? <laughs> no, I don't think I have. Y'all should join the bandwagon. No. <laughs> Get on that. Let me look. I mean, I've heard some things. I've never really, no, definitely not the new stuff. Uh, his new stuff is definitely less EDM y, and uh, oh, you guys might like it. Less less EDM y and more what? I would say more. It's not more like a, a rock genre or even like a indie genre. No, it's more indie. I would say it's more indie. It's more like okay. spazzy too. Yeah. Hey, I'll try anything once. <sighs> yes, sir. All right, Aiden, wait, Aiden. I didn't hear yours yet. Are you ready? Is it LCD sound system? I've been in this whole time. This one's actually like an actual like guilty pleasure, and I and I I have to preface it, but I don't listen to this in my free time. Maybe I do. Hey, don't walk back on it. Just say it. But uh, I do. I do enjoy some Cardi B. Oh man. <laughs> I do. I, I enjoy some Cardi B from time to time. The other day, I walked into a coffee shop and they're they're bumping Cardi B, they're bumping Bodak Yellow, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah, I love this song." You know, you know, I did realize whenever we threw a party and I was DJing, you you went kind of hard. You like threw down, and I was like playing some like (laughs) despicable shit. I was like, "All right, Aiden likes this stuff, I guess." I I do that. Yeah, I I I remember uh, a few of your shows. You play some like pretty like pretty gnarly dubstep. And it was it was epic. I, I got into it. <laughs> oh yeah, Definitely Cardi B. And then I was I was just going through like Spotify on the complete, equally as kind of cringe, but on the other end of the spectrum would be like Adele. <laughs> oh Adele's yeah, she's great. She's I'm great. So she's hell of a voice. An insane hell talent. Voice. Hell of a and then voice. I'd also say like guilty pleasures, you know. Uh, like the Growlers, Mac DeMarco. <laughs> oh, shut that f. Up. Like uh, Harlan has entered the chat. Modest, like Modest Mouse, maybe. Uh... You've already lost our respect. You can't get it back. <laughs> Since you guys shared a, shared a few, uh, I, I one thing I can't stop listening to sometimes for some reason is my bloody Valentine. Ah, oh, that's an like, yeah, I, like it's like I just want to get fucked in the face once in a while, you know. I'm just like, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I saw them play live at uh, Desert Days, and wait, how are you not deaf? I was literally about to say my ears bled. <laughs> that was the whole point of what I was about to say was that I went that they play so loud. I don't understand. I was in pain. No. <laughs> Damn. Well, tell us, Eugene, what... Actually, let's do this first. This is a fun game. Uh, oh. Tell us what the last song you saved on Spotify was. All right, I'm going to look right now. We'll go around the table. Aiden, you look up, too. The last song you saved, or liked, or whatever. 
Pause for effect. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Well, I'll say mine first because I'm. More drum roll. (laughs) Oh, go. Mine is a song called Accountable by Amtrak. Amtrak? Yeah, it's just like some kind of. I think it was a Discover Weekly save. It was kind of like a new wavy, you know, techno rock ballad that was pretty Mm. groovy. Uh, I think it's new, though. I think it is a new thing, so. Interesting. Yeah, um, you guys, you guys are really into that dance rock shit, huh? Um, I mean, I don't. I can't, I can't <laughs> even say anything clever. I guess yes. The answer would be yes. Yeah. No. No. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why I told you. To, is Aiden there? It's awfully quiet. It is awfully quiet. Oh, Did he shoot. just like sorry. I was on. I was on mute. You? I was. I was speaking oh, my, things. I was. Yo, peek your way for him, bro. I didn't realize I was. <laughs> I was on, you're probably like what's happening well, no well before Damn. before Aiden shares I just want to say that like the reason we I even got onto this this podcast was because I was telling Schultz how the new Strokes album reminds me of Frisian dude every time I listen to any da- anything that's dance rocky or synth poppy I just think of Frisian now I can't get out of my nice. head nice that's nice that's I appreciate that I love that. that new album gotta so say good. I'll say it on the air I was a fan I do too I do too <laughs> Me too. Controversial opinions. I mean, according to Pitchfork. Oh, wait, what they give it? They they just railed on it. Yeah, really? I don't know what this. Oh, I didn't no even. Way. I don't know what the score was, but they they hated it. But they're so pretentious sometimes. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I I don't know how you can <laughs> rate music because it's such a individual biased opinion you know it's like dude hey 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 yeah, i, I mean, rated music I, and i agree i do it all the <laughs> time <laughs> yeah me and shelter are like hey man i don't i don't know uh, how you can rate music unless your music taste just really sucks and then and then that's just what happened. well what do you guys think about like fantano about who santana yeah fantano the needle drop Oh, I'm Fantana. Not, I thought you said Santana, like the guitarist. Uh, great, great artist, but no. I was like, uh, no, I, yeah, <laughs> I like um, I like Fantano better than Pitchfork, generally, um, because at least he feels like he always backs his shit up. So, I don't know, it's always tough, because if you ever disagree with a review, then you just immediately get mad. So I can't say that I don't get mad at him sometimes. But, you know, he, he obviously puts, I mean, sort of the people at Pitchfork, I guess. I guess I'm just wrong. People put a lot of work <laughs> into their opinions and probably care a lot about what they're saying. And I'm just a jerk, so I'll just... I mean, I think... Uh, no, no, you're not a jerk, so don't be like that. But um, I think at no least offense. for Fantano, you know, at, at the very least, since we're getting one single opinion, it's consistent. But Pitchfork, yeah. like, a different writer writes every fucking album. So everyone's going to disagree. Yeah. The consistency yeah. is is a difference, and I just think he's you know a fun person to listen to talk and yeah, and obviously like along with that being consistent, you also get to know his personality, and mm-hmm. so you feel like you know him a little bit as opposed to the writer of a Pitchfork article just representing this corporation. Uh, it doesn't feel as personal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you guys find your last safe song already? Uh, you guys are so I did. slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. He was already gone. Schultz, you've gone. Yeah, I'm the only one who's gone so far. All right. 
Um, I will go next. I'm looking right now. Last save song for me, a song called Just You by this super random band called Heavy Chest. And the <laughs> way I found them is unfortunately through a pretty not-so-good Instagram ad. I found recently I'm getting a lot of all these all these obscure indie artists are running Instagram ads and I'm being targeted. Damn. For obvious some of them reasons. are actually like some of them are good. The targeting is really good. good. And that and that's the thing that bothers me is like I always scroll through. I'm like, who the, f- who the fuck is this guy? Like, why are you? You know, I'm getting all the because like there's a lot of trash and then there's also somewhere I'm like, God, like what is this? And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, this is actually like super good. <laughs> and uh, this is this is one of those uh, those ones I found through. Yeah, through an Instagram ad. They're kind of uh, uh, this guy slash band. I'm, I'm not sure what the deal is with them, um, but they kind of they're kind of uh, remind me of like Gus Dapperton. Um, definitely like a um, just a DIY musician or group of musicians that just make stuff in their room. And uh, yeah, it's pretty rad kind of kind of some, uh, I don't know, Mac DeMarco-y guitar. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I like it. Have you guys heard of, uh, have you guys heard of the artist Dayglow? Oh, I love Dayglow. Yeah. It was, kind of it, oh, like Dayglow, like D-A-Y-Glow? Yes. Yeah. Um, kind of I've reminds me it. of them. Yeah, kind of reminds nice. me of them. Um, I would check it out. Yeah, it's pretty cool called heavy chest yeah i haven't listened to uh much of their stuff just this one song but i was impressed and i was and i was creeping their instagram and i just i i like the stuff that they were posting there they were just like making stuff in their room and recording stuff and rehearsing just like a few people and they sounded really cool so check nice. them out well yeah Way to go, way to go fucking heavy chest man with that ad that instagram ad I don't know. Work. I don't know. And and they're about to get that shout out on our Instagram too once we post it, this. Exactly. <laughs> like, what, they're on this podcast now. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to like yeah. send them a message and say what's up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they kind of also reminded me of uh, Walter Mitty's makeshift orchestra. Um, wow, oh, you're, you're throwing out so many comparisons I that know. are like <laughs> just a fantastic artist. <laughs> It reminds me of Jesus a little bit. Yeah, their their <laughs> music is not. I wouldn't say it's like similar to Walter Mitty's makeshift orchestra, but it's um, their them as individuals. I feel like are are similar. Like it's it's literally a bunch of I, what seems like kids that lived in IV or slow, just making yeah. shit, um, which I have mad respect for. So, yeah. All right, Eugene, it's your turn, and then we'll, I'm going to ask you some deep questions after that. Down. Um, damn, you guys had a lot more obscure artists than me, so that feels, that feels kind of bad. It doesn't but, have to be obscure. <laughs> Eugene's like, uh, first thing on my playlist, Cardi B. <laughs> Cardi B, you called me out. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you guys know Son Holo? I, oh, I think I do. Yeah, I've heard like a, col- a collab they did with Broods. Who I oh really like. yeah 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 
Uh, so that's yeah. all I know. But go, yeah, tell me more. Yeah, it, it's always it's always in, nice and interesting to talk to you guys about EDM because <clears throat> I feel like such much more of an elitist because you guys don't know like the EDM shit. But yeah, San Holo is uh, San Holo is considered i would say pretty pretty like mainstream in terms of that like future bass sound but he's one of those artists that went into a more like oh i want to play guitar and feel feelings but also make edm route and uh mm-hmm. he had a new ep recently the song that i saved was called in the end i just want you to be happy in all lowercase um because you know uh, he's deep and really it's like deep. a very right right it's a very like explosions in the sky like seven minute you know just multiple guitar piece very like you know very reverb heavy very warm yeah. and fuzzy kind of basic not i i don't even know if i like it that much but it just hit me at the right time nice i'm gonna check it out if you don't like it i'm sorry <laughs> if, if it's not good i'm gonna come to your house and i'm gonna hurt you i i wish you did i really did <laughs> Just end it this all. quarantine. I am I'm coming <laughs> within six feet, and it is to kill you. You can shoot me from six feet away. It's okay. Man. Well, I mean, at least at that point, you you have no risk of getting the virus from me. So exactly, die natural causes. Yeah, <laughs> listening, listening to bad music. Yeah, not from not from the virus, at least. Uh, exactly, natural causes. <laughs> exactly. Listening to bad music. <laughs> natural selection right (laughs) there you go yeah natural selection all right uh it wouldn't be sound for thought if i didn't ask you this question and we've been talking for a good chunk of time already so what do you think is the point of making music why do you make music um uh i think I don't want to talk too much about this, but I think you should talk as much as you want to talk. God damn it. Okay. All right. So I think there's really two sides to this and both sides are equally necessary. One is you obviously have to make it for yourself, but by yourself, I mean, it's like an expression of like, it's, it's an expression of your actual, how you interpret the world, not just your thoughts, but also like your perspective. Um, whether that's actual written thoughts or just like, oh, you see the color blue in a certain way, but this other person sees it slightly differently. There's a actually very good talk by John Mayer. Like he did a masterclass at Berkeley, I think, talking about like how to like actually write your own music and like make it sound like you. That I think is really interesting. You guys should check it out. It's like an hour long. Very good shit. Um, mm. So that's it has to be half of it, but the other half has to be connecting with fans and connecting with other people. Because it, if you're just making music for yourself, then you would never post it online, right? Like, why yeah. would you? Yeah, you have to have that connection if you're trying to make music. Um, yeah, and for me, I think I'm, 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 I'm doing the first part for sure, or I'm trying to. I haven't gone to the second part yet because I don't think my music's ready for the second part. I'm ready for it. How will you know when it's ready? Well, yeah, I'm ready for it. How do, when will it be ready? <laughs> uh after corona hopefully dude um <laughs> i need a date <laughs> dude all right all right october 20th 2020 mark the date dude i'm gonna write it down set a fucking reminder oh fuck all right all right good good you need that you need a little fire under your ass 
That is true. This tech life got me like all fucking, you know, not giving a shit. But yeah, this is this is the shit that I actually like. I think I think it's ready when I fuck with it. And I think other people would fuck with it, too. Right now, I know I fuck with it, but I'm not sure if other people will fuck with it. You know what I mean? Like only one way to find out. No, I don't want to. No, that's commitment. God. October 20th, (sighs) baby. Okay. All right. I got what six months, seven months. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. A lot of time. <laughs> oh shit. Hey, you could also do it sooner. I know. I like October twentieth. That's a good day. <laughs> that's awesome, though. No, I feel out like that's a very astute answer. I feel like, and, and it made me think about too. Like, I feel like we we make music slash listen to music because it reminds us it's like a, it's like a portal into our good and bad memories. And I feel like sharing Mm -hmm. that with someone is like a, it's kind of like a painting of a memory that you once had that you can relate Mm -hmm. with someone about that painting. If that makes any sense. No, for sure, for sure. Looking at the same painting, <laughs> no, that, right? That, no, that makes no sense. <laughs> no, actually, that's so funny. Yeah, no, um, there's actually uh, not to 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 segue or to derail really, really quickly as a philosophy major. But there's actually a philosophy about how things, objects, and how people perceive objects work. Where like someone, basically, this idea of like. Um, there's an object and there's how people see it, right? The object that you refer to is always the one thing. If you refer to a book, the object book is always book. But when I say book and when you say book, those are two different things because we both have different experiences with the word and the object book. So yeah. I think music is kind of like that. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. I like it. We should have gotten into philosophy sooner. <laughs> nah, dude. it's it's It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned how tech life has kind of derailed you from doing the things that you want would you say that is it is it just because of money like is if if you didn't have to make money would you be spending most of your time doing music related things money definitely doesn't help because it's because you get enough money from this type of like even though my job doesn't make a lot compared to other like like computer science majors and stuff like that like it's still a lot compared to the rest of the country just because it's inflated over here um so that's definitely like a factor to like you know un like demotivating but also the fact that like the culture around here seems to be not that supportive of these passions you know it's very like you know you do yeah. the right thing you do what gets you like a comfortable life some yeah and just being surrounded by that kind of like kind of like flattens me a little bit in terms of how I feel. But I mean, that's kind of partially why I moved to SF because I needed to like get in touch with like fucking real people again. Yeah. 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 Hey, in a who, way. Who are the real people really? You and Aiden, obviously. <laughs> We're not in <laughs> SF. Uh, uh, you guys will be, right? Right? Wait, right, so, guys? so Eugene, uh, are you, where are you actually at right now? Are you in SF? Like, downtown or where are you living right now uh well i'm recording this from from my mom's house in sunnyvale but i am in like south sf area 
Yeah, but yeah, but I, I, I oh. currently live in like South SF area, so like um, twenty minutes from downtown, I would say. Got it. Got it. Nice. Yeah. Do Do you ever uh, Do you ever see Emily and Cindy and that and that whole squad up there? <laughs> Not Emily. I saw Cindy at a Casafo sign show a long time oh, ago. Oh no way! So there's That's that. Awesome. Yeah, actually, no, I've, no, I see her multiple times. No, okay, so she actually lives really close to a bar that we frequent in South, in South Bay. It's like the local dive bar. So I see her there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I wonder, yes. I went up there a while ago. I wonder if they uh, brought us to the, to that bar, but uh, yeah, miss those guys. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. the SF crew. <laughs> For sure. Dude, you, you better give Emily a shout out after your failure to shout out Emily in your, in your own podcast <laughs> episode. Uh, you, you, out. you failed to shout her out? What happened, dude? What I, happened? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. She, she was very offended. She was very offended that Aiden never brought her up. She was very offended. Well, hopefully she'll hear this and uh, appreciate the uh, the shout-out that I'm giving her right now. Do you know it's fucked up? I also forgot to sh- shout her out when I wrote an article about, like, I wrote an article during school about, like, my Asian-American experience. And then one of the lines I wrote was like, oh, I was in Battle of the Bands. I looked around, and that was the only Asian there. And then Emily was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot. I, I was like sleep deprived on like a lot of Adderall when I like wrote that. I'm sorry, oh, I forgot. That's yeah. So, that's so funny. <laughs> the and of course, we all are, uh, we're all trying to forget the details of that night too, so. <sighs> yeah. We got chipped. One thing I've never asked you guys, but did you guys n- notice me play the wrong note during uh, show and tell? Hold on, for, for wait for what for what show for, for show and for show and tell kit for the battle of band show. Uh no, dude. Okay. Eugene, I don't, I don't think I ever noticed you ever play anything wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was for sure. No, no, no. That was for sure wrong because my girlfriend was like, "You played a wrong note." I was like, "Okay, so you know how like." You know how we drop the drums and then we come back into it for the second part, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And it, it starts like on a fucking B, I think. Yeah, and then like it's like B and G. Yeah. I played a G, like a full octave G. G first, yeah. God, yeah, dude. and then it was like super dissonant and I was just like, fuck. <laughs> but I'm glad you guys didn't notice. Cool, cool beans. <laughs> so, geez, so it's your fault we lost. <laughs> <laughs> I know they heard that. They're like, dude, they don't know music theory. Hey, I, I have a uh, question for you, Eugene, uh, regarding our uh, our former band uh, Frisian and you on the keys and synth. Yes. How do you yes. feel about you know when we used to play? We'd have um, you know a keyboard kind of piano, and then also a synth that had a drum loops on it, and we could pre-record things and um, punch them in and out. How did you feel that relating to? Um, DJing and mixing because seeing you do that like it, it you you absolutely killed it at that you know Thank playing you, things live and then also you know punching in and out certain tracks and recording certain tracks live so I thought that was really cool and uh I don't know how, how do you feel about the how that relates to uh DJing and d- did you enjoy fucking with synthesizers and uh pianos at the same time I did a thousand percent. And it's interesting you bring that up because that's kind of 
that that's kind of how I don't know how I don't know if you guys really see any EDM live shows. Um, not DJ shows, but like their live sets. But that's kind of the trend that EDM shows have been going for the past like five six years. Where uh, I, I don't want to fanboy Porter again, but my boy Porter, he he was one of the he was he was one of the first big artists to start like basically playing a show where he plays the keys, he, he like cues in the drums, he takes yeah. out stuff, he like does filters. But it's like you know most of the backing track is pre-recorded and like it's on the, the set stays the same, but he just mm-hmm. adds like the keys yeah. and all that stuff. And the hard part isn't playing the actual stuff because, you know, the stuff he's playing is pretty easy. It's like leads and stuff. And the stuff yeah. I was playing wasn't super hard either. You know, it was like chords yeah. and then leads, yeah. but it was like, you know, fitting that into what everyone else is playing and then actually communicating things on time. Um, Definitely. So, yeah. So, I mean, shit, if I ever become an actual musician, that's kind of what I would do is basically a version yeah. of that with a bunch of more instruments. Yeah. And I have to say it was, it was pretty rad during our, our last show w- when we played, uh, when we played with Nick and he oh, the drums, killed dude. it on oh, drums, God. which was awesome. And we tried rehearsing it. We tried to set it up where we could set up a metronome that he could play to so that we could um, punch in and out these kind of pre-recorded tracks that ended up just completely not working out at all. And you're like, oh, it's all right. I'll just, I'll just play this. Uh, I'll just play this lead over and over again the whole song but i really i really appreciated that like that was that was cool like that's like i don't know that that was rad i feel like it's it's difficult to pull that off but i was sweating a lot (laughs) my fingers were sore i don't know whenever i have to play like something that repetitive for a long period of time i start thinking of what i'm doing while i'm doing it and then i just yeah yeah, so yeah, actually, I don't know how much time we're supposed to have here, but but just quick question: How do you guys deal with playing like you know just the same bass notes or the same like backing guitar track like over and over again for a song? What do you mean, like playing like playing live? Like 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 yeah, playing live. Like when it's like you know, okay, I just play these four chords. The strumming pattern is really simple. I just do it for the whole time. Like, where does your mind go, and how do you like deal with the boredom? I, I love I love it. <laughs> I love Damn. it. I'm like, oh wow, I've got a simple part, and it sounds you know the the simple part sounds good where it's at i don't need to do anything extreme and i can just continue doing this and it will sound good i don't know i like it i like the repetitiveness there's a simple solution to that eugene and yes the solution is that you need to be drunk uh but uh, but you're not it's hard damn I'm I'm just kidding. Drunk with you guys before? Not like totally drunk, but you need to be (laughs) relaxed. You know, Uh, I mean, I agree with Aiden. It's like if it's easy, then you you can kind of just relax and um, you kind of fall into the music more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in a live show, there's so much going on. If you've got an easy part, then that just means it's easier for you to like jump around and dance and like work the crowd a little bit. Mm, I see. I should have done that more. Schultz was our go-to. Crowd boy. Oh, yeah. You always, sure. hi- you always hyped up the crowd. Much appreciated. I mean, let's just think about my experience as a f- concert goer. And, like, if the band is into I it, know. it just makes me so much more into yep. it. So, like, yep. you got to make that effort to, like, move around and, and be energetic, you know? Couldn't agree yeah. more. I couldn't agree more. I think I, think I was too, I, I was honestly too nervous for the for 90% of our shows to do shit until, like, the last, like, until like the end of senior year before then i was just too nervous because i was just like the only fucking live shit i've done before this is piano recitals yeah yeah 
It was awesome though. I mean, that was that was. I didn't. I wouldn't say we played shows every weekend, but we definitely went through stints of playing. You know. Oh, yeah, two, we we played like three, three shows, shows in one weekend yeah, one time. Three shows in a weekend, and that felt that felt good. It was just like, and and the music aside too, it was just so much work and effort rehearsing and moving gear and setting up and doing that whole thing that by the end of it, I felt exhausted, but very fulfilled that we pulled it off or, or didn't pull it off. I don't know. I would say we always pulled it off because even if we weren't perfect, you know, it was still fucking fun. Yeah. 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 And I mean, the fact that we had multiple people ask us, "Oh, what? Like, are you guys on like SoundCloud or Spotify?" Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that was nice. That's always that a good nice feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I, I had a bunch. Of, I, I had last little thing. Um, we've I think we've talked about this before actually on this podcast, but a few friends like thought that our LCD songs were originals, and we're just like, oh man, like. <laughs> <laughs> those, oh, that no. one song you played it was awesome like like i can't believe you guys like wrote that song i was like we didn't <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like that fucking beatles movie or whatever it's like yeah yeah we did yeah oh yeah exactly yeah it's like yesterday and you could probably <laughs> we probably could have gotten away with just lying and saying yeah yeah we did write that and they probably would okay i'm gonna do a little rapid fire fun question for eugene to end to kind of end things off yes sir so these are quick answers so don't think and and no need to elaborate too much but first one is what do you enjoy doing besides music what are your hobbies uh watching reaction videos on youtube there you go any any specific thing uh specifically i used to watch a lot of album reaction videos and now i watch a lot of video game trailer reaction videos for games people are really hyped for nice nice, nice. Me. okay now uh give a shout out to somebody who sucks who sucks uh jonathan chan is a piece of shit oh jonathan i know <laughs> the boy dude jonathan uh, i miss you I, I still i still play uh we, we play like katan and shit like that every friday so, oh, dude, yeah. that's sick! I, uh, I wish I could play with you guys. That sounds dude, awesome. next next sesh, we'll be, I'll let you know. I'll let y'all both know. Are you doing it like online or it? Yeah, can... online. There's like oh, a, dude. it's like literally katon.io or whatever. Okay, I'm gonna get in on that. Yes, sir. Um, next question: Are you afraid of dying young from smoking? Is that targeted? I feel that's targeted, and <laughs> and, and, and yes. No, I think I've accepted. No, I'm not gonna die. Fuck that. I'm not dying. Never. You're never gonna die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not afraid because I. It's not gonna happen. All right. Next question. <laughs> Do you miss working at Hana Kitchen? Dude, yes, yes. But it was a bad time. Also, too much shit went on. <laughs> and last question. What? How much do I have to pay you to get back into writing? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I see what this is. <laughs> uh, nothing. A lot more than me. And <laughs> my price is also very high. <laughs> God damn. Honest, honestly, serious answer, nothing. Yeah, nothing. I just don't know what I would write about. All right. I'm going to take that as a yes, you're going to be writing tomorrow. 
hey, hey, if you it, give me a pitch, give me a pitch and I'll write it. But I can't come up with shit right now. My brain is too fried. I write, I write literally t- like a, two articles a day. I would, I think. So it's Man, like that's impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. It sucks. It's like, oh, learn how to troubleshoot your Wi-Fi. Fuck that. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you write great about it, but the topic sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying. All right. Well, I accept that challenge, and you will be getting a prompt shortly. Yes, sir. All right. That's pretty much it. Can you recommend another person to be a guest on this show? Oh, my God. Another person? Hmm. Um, music music person? Music person, right? Oh, yeah. Dude. I mean, preferably. You guys already, wait, you guys already talked to Kevin Cho, right? That was like one of your first ones? No. We haven't done K-Cho. Oh. Oh, no. Wait. You you guys you and Kate Show talked about something though in a podcast, right? Well, we did do like a it was like a live live review. Yeah, we did like an earlier form of a podcast with Kate back in the mm. day. Like that was kind of pre current era. Like this is kind of a new phase of the podcast. That was kind of like an older phase. So you are right. You you know the deep cuts. Oh, that's right. That's right. Tracks eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, you should get Keicho. Let's get Keicho on here. That's a good idea. He's been doing. Uh, he's been doing live DJ sets almost every weekend. Pretty yeah, every Saturday, right? Mad, mad respect. Um, wow, good, good shit. Yeah, he'll. Te- yeah, I'll get like a text, just like I'm going live in thirty minutes, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. <laughs> also, shout shout out to to him and Aiden for for that fucking sick ass show over the summer. The fucking Joe House show, the dude. one that Schultz missed. R.I.P. Dude, Schultz. Schultz. Yeah, dude, I heard it sucked. <laughs> yeah, you were you were wrong. It was amazing, dude. It was so it was fun. fun. Yeah, Aiden, I still one. have the. Uh, that, was, that was probably the most effort for a show I've ever put in in my life. Dude, we had to hook up a we generator. Got, we rented a generator, rented venue speakers. That was insane. That whoever homeboy that rented us his expensive uh set of venue speakers was just okay with us hauling it down a cliff and hooking it up into the sand and uh also just convincing everyone that it would be awesome enough for them to participate in helping out to carry a bunch of gear down to the beach and back Uh drunk Aiden, I still have the I still have the fucking cord sheet you wrote me for January for now. Oh wow, that's cute. I I hope it's hanging on your fridge. It's hanging on my wall with the poster and also with the uh, Frisian Velvet Jones ticket. This is gonna sound really like really weird, but I actually have I printed two photos from that show and they're also hanging on my wall right now. I'm I'm looking at them right now. No, it's hot posters of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll text it to you guys. Actually, I've seen them. They're sick, yeah. They're cool. You're in it, Eugene. Oh, I, good I'm shit. I'm not. I've, I'll it's Photoshop okay. you in. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Our yeah. listeners don't want to hear us <laughs> anymore. Well, well, they want to hear me. Maybe not you. Yeah, Aiden, let's just mute ourselves. It's fine. Let him do it. Okay, well, this is pretty much the end. Um, they can people can find and follow Eugene at Red Sea Turtle on Instagram if you yes, want to see his obscure artsy photos. 
Um, oh God! Where where can people find music that you've made anywhere? SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud, Adversity Turtle, same shit. Whenever October twentieth, I will have a song on there. October twentieth, you hear, you heard it here first, oh, and uh, yeah. and we are gonna just be waiting for that to happen. Nothing else is important in our lives until that happens. Fuck. <laughs> All right, Eugene. Uh, keep making hey. cool shit. This is the end. Thank you, Aiden, for joining us as well. You're welcome. It's an honor. We uh, thanks both of y'all. Do, does anyone want to say something at the end? Does everyone feel good about this? I feel pretty good about this. Hi, that's good. Let's let's do okay. the clap thing. Yeah, so we always end with a high five. So I'll count down three, two, one, and then we'll bro. Really? We'll <laughs> yeah, we'll high five. What's the problem? Wait, but but there's like a lag in it. How do you get it on time? Oh, don't worry about it. It's, it's you know we have secrets, trade secrets. Oh, are you gonna edit? Okay, all right, fine, fine. <laughs> I'm ready. It's really just a conversation between Schultz and I. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, three, two, one. <laughs> Bad things, it's a 
say, that's it.